And mind haste, the abyssal conspiracy, a mix of underworld and government mayhem and a bit of alien beings, by Steve Kitts. Mind Heist, Book One, Embark on a Riveting Journey into the Depths of the Unknown, where the secrets lie beneath the waves, and extraordinary abilities bridge the gap between worlds. Unravel the mysteries of an underwater alien civilization guided by the intertwined destinies of two families and the extraordinary gifts passed down through tears that transcend time and space. In a world on the brink of discovery, where the choices of a few can make the fate of many, join our heroes as they navigate a web of intrigue, espionage, and a profound connection that unites us all. Will humanity rises above the fears and misunderstandings, or will the abyssal secrets lead to our undoing as human race? Dive into the tale of courage, unity, and boundless possibilities that lie within the depths of the mind heist. The room was dimly lit. The soft hum of machinery filled the air. Cypher sat at a makeshift desk, cluttered with the jumbles of wires and screens and futuristic-looking devices. He wore a real focused expression, his fingers dancing across the holographic imagery. Before him, a middle-aged man named Robert. He sat in a recliner with wires attached to his temples. His eyes were closed and his eyes furrowed with concentration as he attempted to recall elusive memory that he sought. Cypher's reputation as a memory thief was well known in the underground circles. He had a knack for extracting memories from willing donors and not-so-willing donors, the skill that was both lucrative and dangerous. Memories were currency, and Cypher was the best in the business. Focus, Robert, Cypher urged. His voice was reassuring but stern. Try to visualize the moment that you've seen your father hide the money. We need every detail. And I know that you was hiding, but you had to see something. Robert nodded, beads of sweat forming on his forehead. The memory was slipping away, fading in and out with each passing second. Cypher knew the race against time all too well. Memories were fragile, and their retrieval was a delicate art. As Cypher navigated the interface, he began to see fragments of Robert's memory materialize on the screen. A dusty attic, an old wooden chest, and a stack of worn bills hidden beneath the loose footboard. But the memory was slipping, like grains of sand through his fingers. Cypher's brow furrowed against the frustration that he struggled to hold on to the fading image. Come on, Cypher, he muttered to himself. You can do this. With a surge of determination, he honed his fleeting skills and pulled that memory, coaxing it back from the blink of oblivion. This guy was scared that his father would see him. The screen before him displayed the location of the hidden money with increased clarity. Cypher's fingers moved with precision, extracting the memory and storing it secretly. Robert let out a sigh of relief as he opened his eyes, the memory now safe in Cypher's possession. Got it. The location, Cypher said with a triumphant grin. Your family's money is safe and sound, Robert. Now you know where everything is hidden. The man nodded with gratitude in his eyes. Robert pulls out his device and hits the Q code to transfer the money amount agreed to. 
into Cypher's account. Cypher activated his tablet and scans the Q code on Robert's screen. The digital transaction takes place and the payment is confirmed with satisfying electronic tone. The computerized voice says transaction complete. Cypher then hands the man a skull-shaped memory device with green colored eyes. Cypher had once again proven his expertise in the art of memory recovery. Over the years, Cypher has honed his skill and improved his tech. Lately, he has mastered working with the recovery of memories of the dead. Now, his reputation as a memory necromancer has made him a sought-out figure in the crime organizations and hidden shadow groups. He is often hired to retrieve critical information and secrets Hidden knowledge from those of the recently departed. And Cypher had that feeling that his skills would be needed tonight. He grabbed a few extra of his skull-shaped memory devices and some of his trusty equipment. And he made his way down to Husky's pool hall, but he never used the same route. The dark, smoky room was filled with hushed conversations, air thick with tension. Yeah, there's something special in this air tonight. Cypher sat at a dimly lit corner table, nursing a drink, when a well-dressed figure approached him. The stranger's face was obscured by shadows, a common practice among those who sought services of a memory thief. Cypher glanced up, his street-smart instincts on high alert. You here for some reason? Go ahead and spit it out. The stranger leaned in closer, his voice barely above a whisper. We need your services and your expertise, Cypher. A man with a valuable information just breathed his last breath. Now Cypher's curiosity was pinged, and he leaned back and studied the large, emetic figure. What's the information? The stranger's lip curled with a sly grin. Uh, some kind of government dealings, corporate secrets. It's all intertwined, Cypher. The man we're interested in had secret conversations with high-ranking government officials about corporate buyouts. Cypher's Eyes narrowed. You think this dead guy's memory holds a key? The stranger nodded. He was in the right place at the right time, Cypher. We believe he overheard some details that could change the balance of power. Cypher considered the offer for a moment. His mind was racing. He had reservations about getting involved in this dangerous game, but the allure of the challenge was hard to resist. Besides digging around in dead people's mind, it was a challenge that he enjoyed and found it pleasing. Fine, he said, pushing his drink aside. But I need details, access to the body, and a secure place to work. The stranger slips him a data chip across the table. All the information you need to know is on here. Meet us at the abandoned factory on the outskirts of town. We'll provide you with everything you require. Cypher pocketed the chip and stood up, his expression resolute. I'll get your memory, but remember, I do it my way. As Cypher left the dimly lit bar, he stepped into the neon streets. He couldn't shake the feeling that this retrieval would be different from the others. The memory he sought to recover held potential to disrupt the balance of power. Cypher was about to embark on a high-stakes journey into secrets of the deceased. Well, times are wasting, for real. Cypher needed to hurry because dead memories fade away quicker than live ones. Cypher stands over the recently dead person laid out on a metal table. He hooked up the wires and electrodes that attached to the person's head, creating a neutral connection to their brain. Cypher's handheld memory retrieval device, equipped with a monitor, was ready. 
All right, let's do this. Cypher carefully adjusted the wires, assuring their connection. Then he activated the handheld device, which emitted a small, low hum. The monitor springs into action, displaying the real-time visuals of the person's neutral activity. Studying the monitor, Cypher watched the every memory, every moment, all locked away in there. Cypher reaches over to the skull-shaped memory device, clicks it on, and the eye sockets initiate a neutral white. He places it on a nearby table, ready to retrieve the memory. Now with determination, it's time to unlock the past. Cypher gazed at the monitor, his handheld device sending electronic impulses to the dead person's brain. As he manipulated the controls, the monitor begins to display a vivid playback of the person's final moments. We notice the dead person's perspective. They were walking through a dimly lit alley. The rain was falling, creating a glistening effect on the ground. A mysterious figure approached them. Cypher's eyes was fixed on the monitor as he watched the memory unfold. The deceased person's final moments played out before him as if he was experiencing it himself. Oh, I got you, Cypher claimed. Your memory will not escape me tonight. With precise timing, Cypher activated the memory retrieval function on his handheld device. A surge of energy courses through the wires and electrodes connecting the deceased person's head. The memory is extracted, digitized, and transmitted to the skull-shaped storage device. A computerized female voice reported the memory retrieval complete. Cypher smiles. As the process finished, the eye sockets of the skull-shaped memory device change color. Cypher shakes off the personal feelings associated with the retrieval process. He is just glad that he didn't have to retrieve angry memories. Those are hard to get rid of. They shift from the neutral white color to a blue, and that reflects the nature of the memory. Part of his personal design into the skull, the eye colors have a purpose. With this case, the eyes turning blue symbolizes that the memory contains personal experiences and moments from the deceased person's life. Cypher carefully disconnects the wires and electrodes, ensuring the deceased person's dignity is maintained. He looks at the skull-shaped memory device, holding now the retrieved memory with a sense of accomplishment and reverence. Respectfully, Cypher tells him, Rest in peace, my friend. Cypher places the memory device in the secure case and prepares the storage package, knowing that the memory that he retrieved is a piece of someone's life story. Before handing over the case to the waiting suited figure, he scanned the Q code to retrieve his payment. Cypher activated his own tablet and scanned the code on their screen. The digital transaction takes place and payment is confirmed with satisfying electronic tone. A computerized voice, transaction complete. Cypher hands the man the data chip with a skull-shaped memory device with the blue-colored eyes. Everyone is happy. Well, except the dead guy. With that, Cypher's day is complete. The night might need him, but he has done his work for today. Tomorrow will provide another adventure. He refuses a ride home from the guy. It's a good day to walk, he told the man. Truth is, he didn't want the guy to know where he lived. He took extra precaution walking home that night. His pad that he lived in was on top of a thrift shop, and that's all he needed. It was his home for the last six years, allowing him a place to hide in plain sight. It has taken him a while of training and sneaking around to get to the point of expertise that he had gained up until now. Adding new tech and working under the 
underworld system has recovering memory as very few can. See, the government put a band on practice in the retrieval of memories over 10 years ago. Many of his mentors were either had been killed or had gone into deep hiding. Maybe that's what he needed to do. But how could he feel his need for the challenge and the thrill of the hunt? Recovering memories is an art form, and most who tried it can only capture part of the memory or they lose the memory altogether. Nothing worse than to drop or lose a memory. Those you can never recover. Years ago, the older research said that once a body dies, then the brain is dead as well. No air going on in the brain, then it can't live. But to a skilled recovery, they can use their texts and tricks to capture the memory up to 18 hours after death. Not many have that type of talent like Cypher does. While he is thinking about how he could have done recovery a little faster or catch the right scene, he drifts off to sleep with a smile. He loves memory recovery, and he's good at it. Well, the next few days are filled with boring days in the thrift shop, but he welcomes those. The nights are boring as well. Nothing's happening. No one needing his skills. Almost giving up on going out at night fishing for work, then work found him. Unbeknownst to him, a large organization with far-reaching influence has been discreetly monitoring his activities. He is being followed and watched at all times. Cypher's growing reputation as a memory thief draws the attention of various factions in the underground world. Some who wish to exploit his talents for their own gain. It is a strange feeling to find out that you're being watched and helped without even being asked. And it seems so easy to get work lately. As the normal figure finds him in a husky pool hall, invites him to do a job, Cypher makes his way to another abandoned building on the outskirts of town. There always seems plenty of these kind of buildings these days. Different people with always the same need. They need memories recovered. As they head out into the night shrouded in darkness, a rusty gate creaks as Cypher and his strange client made their way inside. The air was heavy with the eerie stillness and the hum of nearby machinery adding to the ominous backdrop of the unfolding drama ahead of them. With ease, he went to work, placing the wires just right, and the tech screen glowed with the memory that he was after. His skull-shaped storage started to glow with the information, and what seemed like no time, he was done. The eyes of the skull changed from the white, empty sockets to an orange color. Cypher had successfully retrieved the memory from the deceased individual, and now the client, a shattery figure, stood beside him with an upsetting glint in his eyes. So you got the memory, the client said with a smirk and their tone just evil. Excellent, now hand it over. Cypher hesitated, sensing something was wrong. He clutched a small skull data disk containing the memory, the eyes now glowing orange, and the street-smart instincts on high alert. Not till I get payment, Cypher insisted. The client smiled widely, revealing a cruel edge. Payment? Oh, Cypher, you misunderstand. There's no payment for you today. You see, the memory you just extracted contains information that is far too valuable for anyone else to possess, or even know about. And you have seen things I don't want you to have knowledge of. Before Cypher could react, the client lunged at him, a concealed weapon glinting in their hand. Cypher barely had time to react, his training kicking in as he dodged the lethal strike. A dimly lit factory floor became a battleground, with Cypher and the client locked in a deadly dance of evasion and aggression. The memory chipped, 
remained clutched in Cypher's hands in determination to safeguard its unwavering. As confrontation escalated, Cypher realized that he was in grave danger. The client's intention was clear. They intended to kill him and take the memory for themselves. He might just retire for sure once he gets out of this. If he gets out of this. This guy's getting the best of him. And his mental strain that he had used to recover the memory was kicking in. Just when it seemed that all hope was lost, a shadow figure emerged from the darkness, striking with swift and precise movements. The new protector and their identity concealed with the dim light engaged with the client with a fierce struggle. Cypher watched in awe as the protector fought to defend him. Their martial arts and determination was unmatched. In a matter of moments, they overpowered the client. In a matter of moments, they disarmed the client, overpowering them and made them unalive. Cypher approached, his heart still racing with the confrontation. Who are you? he demanded. A voice filled with gratitude and curiosity. The protector stepped into the light, revealing their face. It was someone Cypher had never seen before, yet their presence felt strangely familiar. I represent those that have been watching over you, Cypher. I represent those that have been watching over you, Cypher, said the protector. We protected you from the shadows, ensuring that your unique talent remains in the right hands. Cypher was taken aback, his mind racing with questions. Why? The protector explained that Cypher's skills were an invaluable resource for this underground world, and that they needed to safeguard him to prevent his talents from falling into the wrong hands. They were an organization that operated in the shadows, manipulating events and maintaining the balance of power. Cypher now stood at a crossroad, torn between his independence and the protection of the support of the Amidic group. As he stares at the memory chip in his hands, he realized that he had no longer a memory thief, but a key player in a larger game, one that extended beyond his abilities. His protector held out his hand. Cypher placed the orange-eyed skulls in his hand. Cypher knew that he didn't have a use for that data. A sort of payment for saving his life, I suppose. Maybe the protector can use this information. Who cares, really? He was happy to just get through that night in one piece. His protector said, Ah, before we go, you need to go ahead and grab this guy's memory so I can find out who he works for. Cypher grabbed another data disk and started retrieving information from the now dead client. This will help us get a better protection on you in the future. After that scary event, he decided to lay low for a while. Who is he kidding? His drive to recover memories will never let him stop.